And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your host, Cape Joel, coming to you a day late, although it's not really a day late, it's only going to be a day late for patrons. We're recording this Monday night instead of Sunday night. Yes, and the reason that is, is my power decided to go out yesterday. Yeah, like Massive was like all across Australia, it wasn't just you, right? It was a big thing. It was a big thing across my state, yeah. We had this massive storm that rolled through the night before, and it just knocked the power out for like 17 hours. Just being one of the many other things that can kill you in the land of Australia. Yes, someone during the storm got struck by lightning while taking a shower. How the (laughs) fuck does that happen? (laughs) The lightning here in Australia is devious. (laughs) God, smite that man for trying to shower during this storm. Zeus Zeus was unhappy with him. God damn. I, I, I tried to tell everyone that, you know, the show would be postponed over Twitter, but the goddamn autocorrect on my phone took power outages and turned it into power outrages. So Matt couldn't be here because of power <laughs> outrages across Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. a, a fan sent me a picture of Goku powering up, and he's like, and this is all I think of when I hear of power outrages. Yep, those <laughs> them damn Saiyans powering up and stealing yes, electricity. Yeah. I couldn't do the show because we were all giving our energy to the spirit bomb. <laughs> Quick, everyone, raise your... Give Goku your power so he can defeat Boo or whatever. He was always doing that. Uh, So, you know, I was actually surprised, Matt, uh, because, you know, we're in that time of the year. We're in February. There's not a hell of a lot going on. I was surprised we were able to fill up a whole show with news this week, but we were. Uh, yeah, yeah, lots lots of stuff happened this week. Yeah, lots of stuff I think we'll be able to give give our insight and commentary to because that's what you do when you do a podcast. That's that's part of the job. Yep. I mean, we could just sit here and say nothing, but it would be pretty awkward for the people listening. It would be. We'd just sit here, say nothing, and then, like, near the end, just hawk our merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, see, that's the thing, fans. If it, 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 It's like the family road trip. Look, if you fans are good, you get a show. But if not, Matt and I are just going to sit here for an hour 30 and not say anything. <laughs> we, will, we will turn this show around, young man. <laughs> <laughs> just do nothing. And hey, speaking of doing nothing, I'm bad at segues this week. Is Michael Bay being tapped for a potential Lobo movie at DC and Warner Brothers? <laughs> Apparently, I've seen reports that say that like he is, but also the reports that say that like they want to make a $200 million Lobo movie. And I'm just like, are you fucking high? That's $150 million <laughs> too much. It is. It, or even not even that. That's one hundred and twenty-five million dollars too much. <laughs> Many people were already quick to go, but you already have the perfect Lobo. His name is Jason Momoa, and you have him playing Aquaman for some reason. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, too, really, Michael Bay. I know he always makes money. Warner Brothers. I know you want some money, but did you not just try and shake off the dude bro aesthetic that was bringing your film franchises down with no more Zack Snyder? You literally go for his. <laughs> it's, it's like that joke in Simpsons where it's like, "Get me Steven Spielberg." Oh, sorry, he didn't want to do it. Well, get me his non-denominational Mexican counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> Although in the Zack Snyder Michael Bay, I don't know who the Mexican non-denominational counterpart is in that. <laughs> it's like I really, it's like I really like Pain and Gain, but I really like the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
Well, they'll have to do like do like a, a weightlifting contest or something to like, like who who can outbro the other. We'll get this project, <laughs> and I mean, hey, he might be a good fit for Lobo because again, Lobo is kind of a dumb dude, bro, in and of himself, who loves explosions and you know loves corny jokes and everything. Maybe, yeah. His his past movies have kind of had that thing where it's like, oh yeah, these things could fit into a Lobo movie very well, and I, I I wouldn't mind seeing it. But that being that being said, like, why, why? Of all the projects you're working on at the moment, you you guys know you have Superman, right? Like the most <laughs> recognizable superhero of all time. Why why don't you put a lot of time, money, and effort in making Superman work? Maybe. I, I, I can imagine like this pitch song going, okay, I've got the next movie for you. It's about this 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 guy and he's the last son of his race and he comes from a doomed planet and everyone thinks it's Superman. So it's a, it's a Lobo movie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Greenlight it. <laughs> yeah, well, they've greenlighted every other piece of shit. So. Seems like it. Is, is this also maybe like a delayed uh, dera- dera- reaction? Is it a delayed reaction perhaps? to Deadpool and being like, oh, well, we need a funny, raunchy, R-rated hero, too. Who do we have? Well, we have Lobo. It feels a lot like that. I guess. Yeah. But, hey, apparently we're not going to have continuity anymore, so we can just have a Lobo movie that exists (laughs) outside of everything. Well, yeah, well, does this exist, like, in continuity, or does it consist with uh, that uh, the the, the Todd Phillips Joker movie or the Martin Scorsese Joker movie or uh, the the, the Batman animated film, or (laughs) what is it? Your your guess is as good as mine, mine. I'm sure if you asked any of the suits and bigwigs at Warner Brothers, they'd be like, we don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) We're just making movies now. We tried doing the shared universe thing and it blew up in our face (laughs) but also please go see aquaman and wonder woman though please please we don't know what it will lead to but please go see them pretty pretty please i don't know man could be good could be bad i don't know do you really want michael bay's fingerprints on this now again as i've said the man always makes money but is making money more important to you than making a quality film well, yes, of course it is. <laughs> what, why do you think we fast-tracked Justice League in the first place? We wanted money. We wanted money. If we wanted to make good films, we would have actually buckled down and took the time. The ironic thing is Justice League made barely any money. I know, that's the fun. Which I'm sure is why they're like, you know what, burn it down, scrap everything, everything. We don't know what we're doing now. We'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> <laughs> they they really need a retreat. They really need like, look, we're gonna lock you in your offices for like the next week, and you gotta hammer this shit out. They gotta do that. I think Marvel does that. Writer retreats, yeah, yeah. I think they do need to do that. It's like, look, you you don't get out. You know, you don't get the keys to this room until you have a release schedule for the next ten years hammered out. <laughs> do you have it hammered out? No, we just colored. <laughs> we drew an outline for our movies, then we colored it. <laughs> Stayed inside the lines and everything. We're going to put this on the fridge in the break room. <laughs> well, at least you did something. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, now you you mentioned uh, that uh, all the possible Joker movies that are apparently also coming out. That was the other hot rumor this week from DC and Warner Brothers, and that is apparently Joaquin Phoenix is jockeying for the role in one of these Joker movies. He wants to be the Joker. He should have been like the 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 quote unquote main Joker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not Jared Leto. Jared, I'm damaged Leto. <laughs> I, I I tell you what, I, I like Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. I think he's got a lot of untapped potential. He definitely made the whole world believe he was crazy for a little bit. Mm. For that movie he did, that yeah. like pseudo-mockumentary sort of thing. During his I've got a creepy hobo beard and I'm going to be a rapper now and I'm quitting acting, <laughs> I believed it. Everyone believed he had gone insane. Imagine if he was, you know, actually doing that for a part. <laughs> Imagine if he could transfer that energy of making us think he's crazy. Yeah, I, I think he, he'd be a really good one. Which which of, like, the 20 Joker films was this for? I have no freaking clue. I just read the headline, wants to be Joker, thought, yeah, but which one, though? This is this is what they're doing. They're, like, hiring all these actors as Joker, but they don't know which movie it's for. So <laughs> they'll, they'll, like, they'll, like, hire him and be like, okay, we'll send him over to here and him over to here. And it, it's like a Joker employment agency. <laughs> they, they have, like, a whole room at Warner Brothers that's just the Joker room with a bunch of actors actors yep. like, yeah well, every now and then you hear like cackling and shit coming from it and <laughs> send him to the joker room <laughs> it's a padded room of course as it would have to be <laughs> they don't want these actors to hurt themselves well, it depends how method they go i know right we'll go really method with it which again walking phoenix another very serious very method actor which it's like again guys it feels feels like maybe you're trying too hard to recapture the Jared Leto thing. How about you just cast, like, you know, an actor's actor? How about that? Well, that's the thing. Like, Glocking is... He's a proper method actor whereas oh, yeah. jared, jared leto wasn't he was he was acting at being a method he was actor trying to be the, his greatest role yeah. pretending to be a method actor <laughs> and he had us believing it with all those stories where it's like yeah i send condoms and dead rats to my co-stars why because <laughs> it's crazy the joke is crazy <laughs> i mean i mean it shows on screen doesn't it in that performance of yours it really showed uh. That, that epic Oscar-worthy performance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like again, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, he can act. He can inhabit a role. He became, you know, Johnny Cash. He became all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like, okay, so he's going to be the Joker for what movie for when? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I think the best thing to come out of this Joker news is that apparently uh, Tommy was so hurt about this, and he's like, "Call me, I DC. saw that. <laughs> Call me, I I'll do that. it." And the he can, it can be one of the in the stable of 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 Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker stable. It's a whole Tina. It's the Joker <laughs> cinematic universe. You see. <laughs> And, you know, it'll be sold strictly in Hot Topics, and you can go there and you can see the Joker movie, but only at Hot Topic. <laughs> Maybe pick me up some Elite and Bullet Club stuff while you're there. <laughs> it's it's so weird. And the funny thing about the Tommy Wiseau thing is that, like, Tommy Wiseau is really hot now because of, uh, what is it, the disaster artist and everything else. I'm sure there's, like, a room there, I'm sure, in the DC Warner Brothers building where they're like, well, maybe we could cast him, though. 
Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't put it past any of these executives to like like just breeze over it thinking, well, maybe, you he's, know, we, we wouldn't have to pay him a lot. No, he's really popular now. He's really in the news. And I think, you know, if we could really, you know, tap into that disaster artist, you know, fan base to come see it. Uh, did you see the movie he made? Did you see The Room? No, of course not. I, I'm a busy executive. I don't have time to actually watch movies. I'm too busy making them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yep, yeah, we hired him anyway without seeing any of his other work. Oh, no. <laughs> but, hey, you can't tell me that movie wouldn't be a must-see, though, and Tommy Wiseau is oh, the yeah. Joker. I, I, I'd see it. Like, that's a parody just waiting. Oh, hi, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> How is your crime-fighting life, huh? <laughs> uh, you know the clown you know he he beat up that bank teller so bad ended up in a hospital on guerrero street <laughs> oh oh see that's the thing too and then mark uh mark can be robin he can be dick grayson oh there you go there no, you go no, he needs to be jason todd so we can have the big crowbar <laughs> scene of tommy Wiseau <laughs> and mark and it's just him yelling just shit all over the place like samurai cop too <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be great because i don't know if you know this about tommy he's not really into reading scripts is the thing so the director will just <laughs> tell him what he wants him to say and then he can just yell it all in one go <laughs> yeah yeah no no punctuation or anything just yell it all in one incomprehensible sentence there you go no editing either we want this completely uncut. no no It'll be done live. It'll be done live. The first ever live Batman movie with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Which, again, you will go to your local Hot Topic to watch it live. Oh, God. Are we are we just kind of over the Joker at this point? Where it's like, yeah, I know you have to have him in every Batman movie. It's a must. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, I think they've given so much importance to him. It's, it's becoming like Lex Luthor with Superman. Where it's like, you know he has other villains, right? Yeah, it, it, like every other movie seems to be the Joker or like they, they're trying to always push him in some way. It's probably because he sells and everything. Oh, but right. yeah, just, you know, push some other villains, push Clayface, push, yeah. you know, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I, I can't believe we haven't gotten a good version of Mr. Freeze or a good version of the Riddler. And maybe it's because they still have the Joel Schumacher like stink on them. They're afraid to go back to them for whatever reason. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Hell, give us a crazy new take on the Penguin, why don't you? Or Rachel Ghoul. How has Rachel Ghoul never made it into a movie? That'd be pretty cool. Well, he has. He was in Batman Begins. Oh, shit, so. that's right, he was. But, you know, but I mean, like, a version like the one from the comics, not like the fun, cool yeah. twist version of it. I'm talking like the actual, you know, green cape and everything, living in the desert, challenging people to shirtless sword fights guy. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. Like, I like Liam Neeson's version, don't get me wrong. And again, I really enjoyed that twist. That's one of, you know, like the few genuinely great twists in a superhero movie where it's like, oh, it was actually him all along. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, that's that's that, that, that's your update on that, everyone. And actually, you know, because we're talking about Joker, let's actually, I had this later on in the news, but let's just bump this one up. Apparently, comic book Joker is slated for a big return in July with the uh, Batman Catwoman wedding coming up. Yeah, he's gonna crash the wedding or something. We don't really know a lot about it yet, but no, yeah. But you can basically write that story in your own head where it's like, oh, Joker hears that Batman's getting married, doesn't like it, 
because of his own weird connection to the character and being like, oh, you know, you're you're not going to steal him from me, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, there can only be one other person in Batman's life, and it's going to be me, and I'm going to try and kill you, probably. <laughs> That's going to be the story. But then again, yeah. Tom King is writing it, so, you know, maybe it won't mm-hmm. be about any of that. Maybe Joker literally shows up at the wedding and just talks for 20 minutes. Oh, we'll get to Tom King in a minute, and then and then it's over because that's that's the thing about Tom King—you can't trust him to actually do anything you think he's going to do because he might just do no. nothing. No. Now, question is, which one of the three Jokers is it? That's a story they still so haven't told still yet. Still haven't answered. No. Still, still have not answered that yet. They say that's Jeff Johns' story to tell. He's going to tell it at some point, somewhere. Yeah, so like in 20 years or so. In 20 when years. When everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah, because it's like we know three Jokers is a thing, but we don't know how it's a thing. We saw one of the Jokers, we saw Snyder's Joker show up in Dark Knight's Metal and then he just disappeared. Yeah, like, yeah, what happened to him? We don't know. He was there, <laughs> Batman was keeping him in his basement, in his secret sub-basement to try and decipher a bunch of crazy gibberish because who else better to help you than that guy and then him and signal and green lantern fought and then yeah nothing yeah and he hasn't appeared since and we've got one more issue of middle left yes <laughs> yes that's what happened that's that that's Jesus. just what happened <laughs> <laughs> but apparently there's three and apparently this is part of a really big story again I, yeah. I i trust jeff johns he hasn't steered me wrong yet i'm sure he'll have something cool to say on the matter Mm-hmm, definitely i know there's a lot of talk going on uh what is it that maybe we'll see some of that in uh doomsday clock because in doomsday clock uh marionette and mime they're on their way to meet the joker and again we don't know which version of the three it is if it's any exactly yeah yeah so that's something yeah that's something to look forward to. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Uh, oh, oh, hey. Uh, for those who think we've been dogpiling on DC and Warner Brothers too much, don't don't worry. We're going to share the love in this next one. Oh, the Venom trailer was released this week, Matt. Oh, really? I, I didn't see it. I did see a trailer, though, of like Tom Hardy's new film that's it's like... He's like a crazy guy, <laughs> yeah, to, to, with a really shitty accent. <laughs> to Tom Hardy in the uh, what is it in the medical gown diaries? Yeah, he's he seems to have some sort of sickness. They put him in an MRI machine and he freaks out and everything. He's having he's having a rough time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it works out for Tom Hardy in this movie. <laughs> he looks like he's having it rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the Venom trailer was filled with such great moments from the Venom comics that you may remember, like people walking through offices. Yes, and and that that, that infamous, infamous scene of a car flipping. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh not the car, not the car. <laughs> Everyone remembers that one from Venom 205. Yes, and, and, and then shots of like the San Francisco Bridge. Oh, just yeah. you know that iconic shot from the comics <laughs> yes which everyone loves so much man man i would love to be in that room where they told the editors where it's like okay seriously you need to you need to put together a trailer now for the movie but we've only been shooting for like three months we have like nothing we'll take everything you have take all the b-roll and you edit it into a fucking trailer or i'm gonna take <laughs> off my belt <laughs> that's exactly how it went and i know that because like 
when you look at like 90% of the shots in this trailer, you can tell that they're pre VFX shots. Yeah. Like with the, the one with the cars flipping and that's a preview. There's like one where like all these people suddenly fall down in office building. Like, Oh, Venom's going to like jump out at him or something. And all that sort of stuff. You could tell where the VFX is. And usually you can tell that with any, tra- any first trailer, mm-hmm. but like this was like really noticeable. And also, like, why? Why did you do this, yeah. guys? Why did you? I feel. I feel like the teacher for the student who turned in like their homework and it wasn't finished. And it's like, why did you turn this into me if it wasn't finished? Why are you wasting my <laughs> time and yours? Get to work, young man. Yeah, no one gave a fuck about this trailer. Why should they? Yeah, exactly. Why should we? It's it's again, uh, and we've joked about this before. Venom, the movie no one wanted from the studio, people have lost all faith in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're really banking on your love for Tom Hardy. <laughs> Who, again, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, Jesus, Tom Hardy, you were too good for Suicide Squad. You're like, no, 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 let that Joel Kinnaman guy have it. But no, I'm just good enough for Venom. <laughs> what do you think they paid him? They must have paid him, like, a ridiculous amount of money to be in this. Well, that's why the, there's no VFX shots in the trailer. You know that that they it cut into the the VFX budget, Tom Hardy's bill. <laughs> I would love to see him on set where he's like, "Look, I will do this movie, but here is my rider. I want steak and lobster for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I want golden <laughs> champagne. I want the finest Thai masseuses to see to my shoulders and back at all times. <laughs> and look, I and like like Marlon Brando before me. I only do one take, and that. That's, that's what it's gonna be <laughs> you've got me for a couple months so we better knock this one out <laughs> that's what i hope i i hope he is just taking them for everything that they're worth <laughs> yeah this is he needed like a new new wing put on his mansion or something so this is what, what what's paying for it <laughs> sony we've literally taken everything we had left in the bank and we're betting it on this one and we're buying we're building you that golden toilet you've always wanted tom hardy we're building <laughs> that new wing on your mansion <laughs> <laughs> look also you must name your first children after me tom hardy and now sign <laughs> the contract in blood <laughs> It's it's going to be so amazing when this movie comes out. Like I can't wait. Like I'm never have I been more excited for a movie I'm probably not going to like. No, yeah, I'm like like what are they doing with this film? It's, like how are they going to fuck it up? It's very rare do you get to see something where it's like, "Oh, so this is what pure unbridled desperation looks like." <laughs> This is it, huh? I expect nothing better from Sony. <laughs> this is why this is this is almost art unto itself. This is almost Dada is what this is. This is anti-art. <laughs> this is so amazing, man. People should study this in film school for years to come. <laughs> Not because it's good, but because why? <laughs> yes, it would. Everything. Scientists from eons will be asking that question: Why? When, when, the, when the cities are but dust, and the alien <laughs> hordes scatter Earth for remnants of our history, they will come upon the film negatives of Venom and be like, "Is this is this what the human race was truly like?" <laughs> well, good. Up race. there with the mysteries of Elon Musk's car in in Earth's orbit, and and the pyramids it will be venom. <laughs> you see, see what you didn't know is that when Elon Musk went to space, he actually came back with a real Clintar symbiote. Is what happened, stuck to the bottom of his shoe. 
<laughs> that's that's the real Venom movie. That's all just like embedded marketing. That's like the actual story of how the symbiote came to Earth. <laughs> Which actually, they, they don't even seem to be implying the alien origin of the symbiote. At least in this trailer, they seem to imply that it was made in a lab or some shit by the army. Yeah, well, again, like a lot of the shots were like, pre-visual effects but i swear that they looked like there was one where there was like the the satellite crash or something or something happened but it's probably something completely different right because god forbid spider-man should do it yeah can't we have spider no you can't have spider-man i like sometimes getting really angry at me the other day when i was in a stream and i was talking about the venom movie and he kept yelling at me over and over again tom holland's gonna be in the movie tom holland's gonna be in the movie you idiot i'm like we don't know that that's only a rumor yeah where'd you hear that from some fucking youtube channel he's never you know he's he's up on all the all the all the talk and like i i didn't even take time to correct this guy because i'm like your heart will break when you see that movie and tom holland is not in it (laughs) and then you will know i don't know what it is you'll know but you'll know something (laughs) you will know the pain of no tom holland i bet i bet you if they do have to try and justify like why he has a spider on his chest and all this other shit if he even does end up having a spider on his chest who even knows at this point i bet he'll like see spider-man on tv or he'll see like a magazine with spider-man on it and that's what will make him want to do that yeah or or they'll they'll do something where like um the 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 scientists were like like had like spiders in the labs or something oh, and, yeah. and and the symbiote like copied them or something or right. you know because it's a lot yeah. of shit you have to explain. Well, why, why does he have webs? Why does he have a spider on him? Why does he do any of this other stuff? Yeah, yeah and I bet the webs won't even be webs. I bet they'll just be like parts of the symbiote that just happen to look like webs. They'll be they'll be black goo like they were in Spider-Man. Yeah. 3. Uh, again, yeah. it's like even even back to Spider-Man Three. It's like when has putting Venom in anything you've done ever worked for you, Sony? <laughs> You torpedoed Spider-Man 3 by demanding that Venom be put in there, which it's like, well, was that Sony's fault or did they put it in there because the fans demanded for it? It's, it's a real chicken-egg type dilemma. <laughs> and I'm sure fans... Well, it's will- not, not even, like, just them as well. It's, like, Marvel in general. Like, we just had all that, that Venom shit mm. happening in the comics. Like, why? Well, I think that was in preparation for the movie, which seems ridiculous in and of itself. It's like, why are you helping to promote a movie that A, you don't have a stake in, and B, might not even be that good? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I think I mentioned this last week, but I think deep down in their heart of hearts, Marvel, Marvel Comics at least, really loves Venom, and they love putting him on the covers <laughs> of things because he looks fucking sweet. And indeed, he does look fucking sweet. <laughs> he's he's like 90s incarnate pretty much but just because he looks cool doesn't mean he should be in stuff <laughs> but hey at least we have venomized to look forward to aren't you excited for venomized oh it top top event this year it did better than doomsday clock oh yeah which also venomized <laughs> it's like wait venomized is that supposed to be like a play on victimized <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great title for your thing just saying no no venom he's so hip he's so cool he doesn't get victimized he gets venomized (laughs) oh well all right then 
<laughs> That's cool. So be sure to keep listening to the comic multiverse, and we'll keep you up to speed on the Venom movie as it happens. Yeah, yeah the Venom cinematic universe that's just uh, taking off. <laughs> I, I I strongly imagine that like when we actually sit down and see the movie in the theater, they'll like they'll like still be working on the movie as it's in the school playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the first reel is done. That, that gives us twenty minutes. We've got to get started on the second reel. Second reel, cut, 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 cut. They're they're literally. <laughs> working on it as they make it <laughs> and then they have like tom hardy and they're actually acting out scenes <laughs> look look tom you got to get out there with shadow puppets and you got to finish this man <laughs> okay look now tom hardy's just gonna come out and read the script to you everybody <laughs> god damn it uh, but you know what from the world of venom to the world of star wars apparently the two game of thrones writers showrunners whatever you want to call them they've been tapped to helm a new set of star wars projects they have and i'm very worried about it yeah yeah i can see that i mean at least if nothing else this star wars project will hopefully pull them away from their last project do you remember what that was matt their last project they were talking about working on I don't. I know they had Game of Thrones, and I know there was something like in between. It was like some other weird HBO show, wasn't it? It was apparently going to be a whole series about, hey, what would happen if the South won the Civil War? Don't don't you want to see right, that? Yeah. And everyone universally was like, no, no, we don't want to see that, especially not in 2018. <laughs> if, if you want to see what the world's like if the Civil War won, or if the South won the Civil War, you only need to look certain places. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this from you guys but yeah ho hopefully star wars will keep them busy yeah the, the the thing that's got me worried is that like with game of thrones like when they had books to go off mm. it was amazing like those first couple of seasons were, were really tight really amazing but once they overshot the books and had to come up with stuff on their own it kind of got a little lackluster and kind of like yeah it was spinning its wheels a lot Eh, I mean, there's there's definitely no denying that. I think a lot of that is just, like, the shine kind of coming off the show in general, where it's like you can only be so mm -hmm. fresh and so cutting edge for so long. That's that's why I think Breaking Bad was as good as it was for ending when it did. Yeah, it ended on its terms. Yeah. And, hey, don't get me wrong. I still really love Game of Thrones. I'm still super stoked for the show to come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm really – it's the final season, so, yeah, I'm yeah. finally glad that it's over and really excited for it. But, yeah, these last couple of seasons, while I've enjoyed some of the episodes, they've been pretty – they've just been spinning their wheels a lot. And, and again, too, you know, just so you don't think we're being cynical or anything, like, you know, we're talking, like, where it's like, wow, every episode was a masterpiece and a feast uh, in and of itself. Now it's like, well, that was just pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> is what we're talking about here. But, yeah, so – this, this will be one of the many new Star Wars projects they're working on all all at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, Disney Disney's going to get their money's worth, aren't they, for Star Wars? They have, like, what, several projects that are all in development at the moment? As of these guys taking over, they now have an extra six films. Damn. Because they got Ryan Johnson's three films that he's doing, plus these three. Yep. Yep. Also, too, I had this later on, but I'll bring it up now. They're also apparently, uh, what is it, workshopping and getting stuff together for the DC streaming app where they're going to have new Star Wars shows and new Marvel shows for that new Disney app, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, they 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 actually came out and said that like all the stuff that's on Netflix at the moment, so all the Netflix Marvel stuff, it's going to stay there. It's not going to go anywhere. And then they're going to make their own Marvel stuff 
over on their app and yeah it's it's so strange this deal um it's so strange i don't know why they're making their own app when they have netflix (laughs) yeah but but we want to own it though matt we we want it all though yeah it's so strange but they they did say they're making live action marvel and star wars shows so that's pretty interesting Yes, they are, which yeah. is funny that they've got the famous showrunners working on movies but not on TV shows. Yeah, 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 it's so strange. Very. I mean, like, it's it's funny, I was just thinking there because I made that joke about them before. What if what if their pitch for Star Wars was like, okay, but what about an alternate universe in Star Wars where the Empire actually won the Star Wars? <laughs> guys, guys, I'm starting to worry about you, seriously. Why, why is that always your first pitch? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? I just want to see the, 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 the Nazis win. <laughs> and look, and look, look, we'll have hip, cool members of the Empire who are brothers and sisters, and then they fuck sometimes. Why, <laughs> why always with the incest in the Empire winning, guys? Seriously. <laughs> you, you, you make riveting stuff, don't get me wrong, but still, I worry about you. <laughs> now, yeah, no, I also hope this isn't like kathleen kennedy hiring them because she just likes them because she did the same thing with um phil lord and chris miller she Mm. said she loved their stuff so that's why she hired them and look what happened to them they got fired because she didn't like their stuff which which is sad because like look i would love to hire lord and miller to work on anything with me because yeah i also love their shit and i also think their shit is hilarious but yeah apparently for a big tentpole movie didn't trust them enough yeah, which like then calls into question like, well, how many other times is this going to happen where they like knee jerk hire someone because they love their stuff and then later on realize, ah, oh, these people don't really work well with us. Yeah, I, I hope that doesn't become a thing where it's like, no, 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 here's here's all these points we want to hit here. You basically turned into Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> which, hey, I love Judd Apatow too. I love his extended cuts that are like four hours long. <laughs> But I can yeah, they're under- really good. Yeah, but I can understand why if you have this big multi-billion-dollar franchise that you have to gatekeep and everything in here, and you have to keep it, you know, making money not just for you but for your shareholders and everything else. I can see why you'd be like, you know what? Maybe cool with the jokes a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe stick to this script a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I can see why that might just uh, possibly happen. So yeah, I mean that's that's the Star Wars thing. I mean, where 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 could we even go with this? I mean, I, I guess what's interesting about it, I mean, the thing that has me excited is that you know once we're done the Ray trilogy, once we're done the Kylo Ren trilogy, could go anywhere. Yeah, well, I know Ryan Johnson's is going to be like an original. It's like separated from them. It's not part of them. And these guys, then obviously we don't know anything about what they're going to do. But yeah, they could really do whatever. I guess. Yeah. Could, could we have some aliens? Can we have, like, an alien be the lead? Because, like, I'm kind of bored I'd with humans. I'd love that. I would love that. Yeah, let's 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 see some more aliens. Let's have, let's have a movie that's just, like, straight-up aliens and, like, almost no humans. That'd be really cool. Let's, let's have a movie about droids. Let's have a movie that actually dives into the mm. fact where it's like, wow, droids are treated shitty in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, what if the droids won the war against the, the, the people? <laughs> yeah. And then it's just the civil terminated. war against the people. <laughs> yeah. You, you remember that? The great droid civil war. <laughs> who, who doesn't? Who doesn't remember that? Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's totally places you could go. I mean, the Star Wars universe is so rich and you have so much material you can draw upon and everything. 
yeah, they just they don't really all that much. It's usually always the same couple of characters. The same family uh, le- struggles. Yeah, this yeah, so just like yeah, just branch out a little bit and do something else. Although apparently don't branch out too far and don't try too many new and interesting ideas or people will be mad about yeah. it for whatever reason. Yeah, do 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 new things, but but not new things because not new things are bad and not like old things. Yeah, what well, you need to do new things. Forever walk that precarious line of <laughs> fandom of give me things I've never seen before, but also keep it safe and familiar for me at the same time. And also don't <laughs> challenge my preconceived notions about these things <laughs> while you try and reinvent it for a new era and a new time. Never, never challenge my preconceived notions and also make it so my fan fiction and my uh, fan theories ultimately end up vindicated. <laughs> Yes, and if they don't, I'll I'll make petitions on the internet to try and get your movie taken out of canon. Yeah, and I'll say silly things like uh, this series was better with George Lucas at the helm. <laughs> Bring George Lucas back. You know, the, this past week we found out that he directed a scene in Solo. Yes, that's right. We did hear about that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's, I bet it's a scene with Jar Jar Binks <laughs> in, in shot reverse shot. <laughs> <laughs> see now i'm just now i'm just dying to see solo even more just to be like okay a spot spot the scene what scene did he do spot it spot it yeah this is really out of place see where like jaja somehow wins the millennium falcon <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like okay now let's talk for a uh, let's you know let's stop for 20 minutes and talk about taxation about our rim systems and everything and why this is very important <laughs> <laughs> and you see, with the with a uh, with b- 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 with proper planning and investments and everything, we can uh, we can take these credits and we can turn these around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, you so George. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sorry at this point. I wish you got to make other movies than Star Wars. I'm sorry. This thing that made you famous and made you a nerd icon also kind of made you miserable in the end. Well, he did make other movies. They're just all really awful. Yeah, it's just no one ever saw them. Yeah, like, did you see Red Tails? He didn't make it, but, like, he he might as well have, have made it. I did it's see, all his own money. I didn't see Red Tails. <laughs> I just knew that when it was in trouble, Aaron Magruder of the Boondocks came and punched it up, and even he couldn't save it. No, no, he couldn't. <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. This is sad. This is turning into a sad cast now. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, you know, uh, to brighten us up a little bit, we got the Deadpool 2 trailer as well early on this week. And it was really cool. It was cool. We got to see Cable, who looks like he does in the comics. What more can you really ask for? There were still plenty of jokes. Yeah, but a nice stab at Justice League. Oh, yeah, man. Tell me about it. It's like, come on, it's a, it's a fucking arm. It's not a mustache. <laughs> I like that they did that in the trailer. How they had like his arms still in like the CGI, Purposely the green screen wrong, sort yeah. of thing. I, I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a nice touch. Again, it's like okay, so this is we can still expect you know the biting wit of Deadpool <laughs> and a lot of action and a, a lot of action, almost more action than the first one, which is cool and definitely you know good for the escalation of a sequel. But at the same time kind of worries me where i'm like oh is this is this becoming more of a traditional action flick now or are you kind of like you know slowing down on like the indie comedy roots of the first one it kind of felt like that with like all like the the, the big action car chase it's probably like the car chase they wanted in the first one but mm. couldn't have 
which is why we got that really small one. Because it's like, you know, Deadpool was almost punk rock in its aesthetics because they made it for just about nothing. They made it in a very short amount of time and basically just put a bunch of work into it to make it the best it could be. It was one of those, like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention things. So they had to work harder, be smarter, be funnier to cover up for, like, a lot of the cheapness of the overall production. Here it's just like, okay, you're a big boy movie now. Here's a bunch of money. Be sure to spend all of it. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the plot, too, looks to be, like, very Terminator-esque, where it's like, okay, Cable comes back in time seemingly to kill Deadpool because he seemingly blames him for whatever's happening in his timeline. Yeah, it's very strange. Something, yeah, definitely, we're definitely going to go to the future with Cable, and it looks like very days of future past, you know, internment camps and stuff like that. Is it the days of future past, or is it another dystopian mm. dark future of the X-Men, who literally have more oh, dark futures than anyone they're else? They're all the same. They all look the same in movies. <laughs> it's the days of future past. It's the age of apocalypse. It's the years of future past. It's, you know, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's that dark Bendis future with dark beast. <laughs> it's the legacy virus future. It's got goddamn X-Men has a lot of dark ass futures. <laughs> also, Hey, with the teddy bear he's carrying around and everything, do you think that's reference to hope summers? Do you think we'll probably see hope or get reference to hope at some point? It will probably get reference to her. I reckon. I don't think we see her, but yeah. I think we'll get reference. It'll be really interesting, too, Deadpool, given its place now, what with, like, oh, well, uh, you know, Marvel and DC may, or, uh, sorry, I'm getting all fucked up. Yeah, Marvel and Disney may very well have gotten the X-Men rights back, may very well have gotten their toys back, but at the same time, they might not want to rock the boat too hard on Deadpool, so I wonder, will he be able to start making more jokes about the company? Will he be able to be like, yeah, hey, guess what, Uh, we're working for the mouse now? That would be pretty funny. I, I I hope they do like make jokes about that, and I think they will. Yeah. Though I don't know whether they do it in this movie. Though you do have the the fortunate opportunity of your character being masked, so you can exactly. just dub in lines wherever you want. You can dub in as many jokes as you want, and that's super fun. Also, too, it's like you know if if this is like you know the last. Not, like, the last Deadpool one. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's proved to be way too, like, you know, effective and way too much of a moneymaker. It would be funny if it's like, okay, well, this is the last of the Fox-era Deadpools. Let's just go nuts and mention a bunch of crazy shit now and just put everything in this movie before the end. And it kind of looks like it because we got, like, two X-Force members in the trailer who we haven't seen anywhere else before. We got a couple. We got... uh gw bridge played by uh terry cruz yeah which man how how is terry cruz not talked about this more (laughs) uh we got uh shatterstar yeah that that guy with like that really weird mask and he's and he has it in the film as well which rob liefeld Uh, probably popped another boner because like oh i invented him too (laughs) uh i think there was um i think someone pointed out zeitgeist was in it Mm. he's like a mutant i think you can like like spew acid from his mouth or something nice and again that's super cool if you're a fan of x-force if you're a fan of 90s marvel and x-men and everything but at the same time it kind of makes me like oh oh did you guys take like a bunch of script stuff you had over for x-force and you just put it together here with deadpool 2 it's like well this was going to be two movies now it's going to be one maybe but at the same time that could be really funny because no doubt deadpool is going to say something about it yeah 
where it's like, hey, weren't you guys going to get your own movie, but they were afraid you couldn't handle it on your own? <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, they, now, that, now that Logan is dead. <laughs> yeah, so they just folded you in with me now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, too, Domino is there as well, too. I think a lot of people are forgetting to talk about her, but there's also Domino. There is also Domino. There, looks really cool. There is Domino, and then there is also, uh, what is it, his girlfriend from the first movie who's there for, like, a frame of the trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, are they still together? Are they still a thing? I guess they have to be, because if they don't, they undercut the romantic comedy aspect of the first movie, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if she sticks around. Because, yeah, she's like a mutant in the film, in the comics, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, copycat. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder, she didn't have her powers in the first one, so I wonder oh. if she might get them here or something. That feels like a place they could go with it. Yeah. Looks like a really cool movie. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for it, too. We're going to be seeing it sooner than we thought. It comes out, like, weeks after Infinity War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, in the space of, like, three or four weeks, we have, like, Infinity War, Ant-Man, and then this. Yeah. It's, speaking of releases and stuff coming out sooner than we thought, I've been saying forever, oh, yeah, Black Panther comes out at the end of the month. We get to see it at the end of the month. It's the 16th. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I know, you do. You're seeing it super early. <laughs> I'm seeing it in a couple days. But, yeah, apparently I've just tricked myself into thinking it comes out at the end of the month. For all of February, I'd be like, no, it's not. It comes out in a couple fucking days. <laughs> Which, on one hand, I'm like, woohoo, I get to see it before I thought I would. But on the other hand, oh, wow, I really got to work hard to finish this Black Panther video I'm working on. <laughs> I was getting kind of lazy with it. I'm being like, ah, I got it right now. I can record it whenever. I got till the 24th. You know, I got till the end of the month. Then I'm like, wait, February. It's a shorter month than normal. Oh, crap. No, it's actually the 16th. <laughs> Oh, no. But also, oh, yes. But also, oh, no. Yeah, that movie looks really good. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, another trailer we got this week, bringing it back to streaming for a second, Jessica Jones Season 2. Mmm, looks really interesting. Looks yeah. like she's doing a little bit of detective about her back backstory. Yeah, about her powers, which is funny because in the first season she couldn't give less of a shit about it. And it's funny too because I just assumed if they were doing a second season of, you know, Jessica Jones, I'm like, okay, so you're going to do all the other non-Purple Man material you had from Alias, right? No, you're doing another thing, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's like every every Netflix show has like their first season has been kind of standard, whereas the second one is kind of different from that first season. Kind of reinvent like different the wheel. like different yeah different genre sort of mixing up. And I really really like Jessica Jones season one. In fact, I maintain it probably had the best pacing out of just about any other of the Marvel shows because they paced it like a regular TV show more or less. You could watch one episode and be satisfied. Yeah, it was it was very like yeah, very like like a crime show like that. It was very episodic, is what it yeah. was. So I, I hope the same thing happens here. They they imply a couple interesting things in this trailer, like someone's actually trying to buy alias investigations. Yeah, some some guy who wants it for probably nefarious reasons. Because isn't it always? <laughs> they they also imply that Trish might be coming Hellcat. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, will she get a costume? Will that be the big thing? Because Jessica <laughs> doesn't wear one at the end of this season. She will put on a Hellcat costume. Because <laughs> that's that's kind of the theme now for all these Marvel shows. Look, at the end, though, someone has to put on a costume. Yeah, well, maybe they might both put on costumes, her and Jessica. 
I would like a flashback of her as Jewel wearing the costume. That'd be funny. Yeah, we know the costume exists. We, we saw it in the first season. Oh, oh, oh! They gotta, they gotta infiltrate a villainous costume party, so they all have to put on costumes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Also, too, Jess is clearly drinking at Josie's bar, which it's like, hey, you know, if you wanted any of the other Defenders cast members to walk on in, that's how you would do it. And they very well might. We know Daredevil and Foggy Nelson drink there. Mm-hmm. So chances are good they would run into each other at some point. Uh, there's also seeming to be a super-powered serial killer running around of some kind who may be related to Jess in some way. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Might be related to like her origins, how she got her powers, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I wonder if they'll pull a character from the comics there or what they'll do. Because it's, like, it's not like Jessica Jones really has her own rogues gallery. Yeah, it's it's very very small. Yeah, she she has one villain, the Purple Man, and they also seek to imply that we might actually get to see a little bit more David Tennant from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, well, I think we will because I think there are set photos of him on the set. I think so too. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think the idea, if I had to guess from the trailer, is he's not literally back, but he's still haunting her. It's her um, PTSD from what he did to her. It's her uh, affecting her. Which, yeah. which that's cool, too, because they almost kind of get to do like a Joker from Arkham City thing where it's like, oh, I can pop up whenever and fuck with you and, you know, have a piffy line and a fun comment. And, hey, if he only exists in her mind anyway, can his skin be pure purple? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a way around it, wouldn't it? Where it's like, yeah, okay, his skin can be purple. Well, that's not realistic. Yeah, because he's not real. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool. That's just how her mind interprets him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. So yeah, that's that's the news for this week, everyone. Not a not a bad little smattering of topics, if I do say so. Yeah. Actually, actually ended up okay, and we actually ended up talking for a fair amount of time about it too. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, with that, we can throw over and talk about what we read this week. I read a lot, but I uh, missed a couple books here and there as well. I read a lot this week as well. All right, uh, you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, let's let's talk about the book we were uh, we were kind of pre gaming beforehand. There, Batman number forty came out this week. Oh boy! <laughs> the continuation of what is without a doubt Tom King's worst story he's ever written. So much to the point he apologized about it on Twitter with good reason. <laughs> Yet, despite him apologizing, people still fucking crusade in my comment section talk about why it's good. I'm like, guys, yeah. the writer said it was shit. Do you know better than the writer? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, no, I had them as well, and yeah, it it's an awful story. Did did you also get the, oh, if you hate it so much, why are you talking about it? Because it's my job, I'm a critic, it comes with the territory <laughs> sometimes having to talk about things you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not just going to talk about things I like. Yeah, I wouldn't be very good at my job if I only talked about stuff I liked. I mean, what, 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 what the fuck is this? If you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> don't say anything at all. I didn't know we were in preschool. <laughs> But yeah, so the continuation of Batman and Wonder Woman getting trapped in another dimension because they were stupid and didn't ask any questions to a guy yeah. they just met. Yeah, and yeah, he, he lied to them because he wanted to see his wife, which is all good because he's like the only one who has like some type of like emotion arc and, and it makes sense to him. Like he did this because he wanted to see his wife. He hasn't yeah. seen his wife for 
for him for decades. Although the drama falls apart because it's like, well, if you had just told Batman and Wonder Woman that, I'm sure yeah. they wouldn't have minded. They would have done it anyway. In fact, they basically say that at the end of the story. And I'm like, well, if they didn't care, then why did he lie to begin with? And oh my God, this story. <laughs> yeah, and, and then again, like through the story, it's like, oh, no matter how good these two were, they wouldn't have done it. I'm like, oh, we'll just get Superman. He would have done it. Which, as we've would have done it just for nothing. Yeah, which we've implied the reason they give for why Superman or any other person couldn't have come around is really stupid. Also, Catwoman gets all offended, like, oh, how could you have lied to them? You've signed their death warrant. Even though he's explained to her, yeah, time works differently. I'm just going to see my wife and I'm going to leave. Catwoman actively wastes time trying to beat him up. And it's like, lady, he already told you he's just going to see his wife and he's going to leave. Again, there's no drama in this story. <laughs> because she, she, she was a selfish asshole, this issue. She, she's like, he's like, oh, I'm just going to see my, my wife for like two, out, two, three hours. I haven't seen her in, in decades. I'm yeah. just going to go see her. No, no, can't. Selena can't deal with that. She needs Bruce back now. It's, it's even stupider, too, because she, like, looks at them. It's like, oh, is that true love? I'm like, really, really? We're going to pull? This is, this is a story about love, seriously? It's a 14-year-old writing what he thinks true love and deep, meaningful relationships are. This is, this is deep, man. This is deep. You know what's even more funny about this story? Apparently, Tom King also says on Twitter that he his wife sometimes will proofread his stories. Did she did she forget to do these books? I'm gonna say I get the feeling I'm like was she sick this week, Tom? Because I imagine no real woman in a married relationship would be like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, oh, this is so nice. It's so nice and romantic. Yeah, and also too, like the big the big tangling plot thread. There's like, oh, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman. They've been alone for decades. Will they give in to carnal desires? Will they, you know, bump uglies? No. No, 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 they won't. Which I wouldn't have wanted to see that happen, but at least it would have been something instead of (laughs) nothing, which is this whole story in a nutshell. Did anything interesting happen? No, nothing happened. The funny thing is this story is even undercut by this week's Justice League. Oh, yeah. What happened in Justice yeah, because, League? Yeah, because oh, no, well, in this book, he's like, oh, I'll never, never cheat on Selena. Justice League this week, he like made out with Jessica Cruz. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, they they can't decide what's going on with Jessica in that book because like uh, <laughs> Hitch thought, oh well, maybe Jessica and Barry should be a thing, but isn't Barry with Iris over in his book? And it's like, oh yeah. well, you know, well maybe maybe Bruce and Jess should be a thing. Where it's like, well, isn't <laughs> Batman literally marrying Catwoman right now? It's like, and also in the Green Lantern book, aren't they implying like a romantic thing between? jess and baz so apparently jess is just with everybody oh yeah yeah everyone she's just that great (laughs) (laughs) apparently she just smells like cinnamon all the time (laughs) no no man can resist her charms Like, and once again, too, where it's like, I, I get it now that, like, Tom King isn't going to explain basic stuff because he doesn't care. But it's like, okay, but why was he no. called the gentleman, though? Why was he wearing that armor? How did he get this job? Why is he still doing it? Just why, why, why a million times? And it's like, nope, not what it's about. Yeah, no, we're not going to get any answers. And even the stuff he says, like, oh, we're going to get answers about this. We never really do. And people being like, oh, but isn't it so romantic, though, that Batman said he would never cheat on Catwoman? Well, I assumed he wouldn't, because he's a good guy. (laughs) I never assumed any of this until you made it a big deal. He he wants to marry her. I'd I'd assume he didn't want to cheat on her if he didn't want to marry her. Yeah. Also, also the circumstances are ridiculous. They're like, yeah, but Batman wouldn't cheat on Wonder Woman, even if he was, you know, lost for decades with only but her. I'm like, well, that's a really stupid precedent to set. (laughs) 
I no no one thinks like this. <laughs> but thank God this was only a two uh, a twofer like a two for filler. Next up, we got a story about Poison Ivy, and oh my god, I hope he gets Poison Ivy's character better than he gets Wonder Woman's character. Oh, is, Christ. Is Batman gonna fuck Poison Ivy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or is Selena gonna do it? <laughs> oh, no, see, that's what, would, that's what would be funny, where it's like, look, you know, Batman wouldn't cheat. Catwoman would totally get down, and that's why they have to set some ground rules for their relationship. <laughs> And, ba- and, like, she says this to Batman, and she's like, you know, are, are you mad at me, Bruce? And he's just sitting there, he scowls, hot. <laughs> and that's the story, and that's where it ends. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Batman number 40, didn't like it. Not only do I think it's one of the weakest things Tom King has ever written, I think you could argue it's one of the weakest things the DC Rebirth era has put out. Yeah, uh, the, the Batman book needs a new writer. And people got very mad at me for saying that too—that it's one of the worst things for DC Rebirth. It is, and I'm like, tell me it something is. that was worse. Yeah, exactly. There is literally nothing besides probably Hitch's Justice League that was worse. Even then, Hitch's Justice League got these characters pretty pretty good. And I mean, Hitch's Justice League was more annoying. This was like, wow, this is like damn near close to character assassination for Wonder Woman. You really don't get it, Tom King. No, he seems to hate like all these characters that aren't Batman. Well, and he also he he doesn't he doesn't doesn't he dislikes like Superman and Wonder Woman and who else does he dislike? Well, he loved Superman for the little bit we had Superman in that two-parter, and then here out of the blue, Wonder Woman just starts talking shit about Superman. Yeah, it's like, oh, why does he say this? I'm like, well, why does Batman say vengeance is the night? Why is he allowed to say that, but Superman can't say up, up, and away? Furthermore, he hasn't said up, up, and away forever and ever. What book have you been reading, Tom King? What what weird preconceived notions are you carrying around? To which people got mad at me for that, too. It's like, oh, they're just co-workers bullshitting. I'm like, that doesn't sound like bullshitting or ball-bossing. No. You, you do that to someone's face when you, like, trust them and when your relationship is good enough that you can make fun of them. Where it's like, ah, Julie, you know, your, your beard's shitty. It looks like the Rebel Sim. I'm like, ah, you... That's that, you don't say that behind someone's back when you say it behind their back in another dimension hoping they won't hear you that means you mean it <laughs> so yeah I did not like that one no it was really shit fuck that one but luckily there was a good Batman story this week there was and it was Batman White Knight yeah. issue six, six? Five. Five, six? Five. yeah do we want to talk about this one yeah yeah I actually just read it before we yeah. Sure. So it's funny, the first four issues were more focused on the new reformed Joker, Jack Napier. This one kind of switches focus and we actually get to hang out with the Batman of this world a little bit more. And, you know, he's a lot more violent, he's a lot more unhinged and everything. And yet, despite that, this issue shows he's actually still a very competent detective. Yeah, yeah, it actually showed him being batman but yeah there's still that thing where he's like he lashes out in violence and like that scene where he goes and sees like harley and he's just lashing out in violence because she believes jack is actually doing the right thing and he thinks he's the only non-crazy person which is so great to see batman like am i the only sane man left in bat pajamas (laughs) (laughs) is the bit with nightwing was the bit i loved where you know they basically have a father-son argument where he's like no you just can't admit you're wrong batman you know jack napier is actually fighting the root causes of crime in gotham and he's beloved by the people and the police in ways you only wish you could be and batman's like oh you just you just love it if i was wrong dick wouldn't you then you could be the big man couldn't you (laughs) 
And I'm like, this is awesome. And like Batgirl being the only adult in the room being like, would you two please stop fighting and put your dicks away for a minute? <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah, we we also got got to see the um the new GTO in action, mm, yeah. which I which I love from a car enthusiast like Sean Sean Murphy, mm. that he named his his new terror or anti terror organization GTO and gave them all cars. Yes, like awesome road warrior mobiles too. <laughs> and it's almost like man, these guys like might actually have saved the day and got the job done if Batman didn't interfere. <laughs> Yeah, Batman's can fuck up and, like, blew up a bridge. <laughs> and, ba- and Batman's, like, extra mad, too, because, like, no, man, they, they robbed my house, though. Like, they attacked me. This is all a slight against me. I cannot let this aggression stand, as the dude says. Yeah, he well, he, he's getting, like, obsessed to the point where he doesn't care about the city anymore. He cares about himself. Yeah, about trying to trying to get it right there and trying to prove the Joker's wrong. And, again, the, the Joker might be wrong this whole time. We don't know. That's the beautiful part about this story. We don't know where it's going yeah yeah and it, the the thing that i also found really interesting was the stuff that like that neo joker and the mad hatter were doing where they were like yes. tracking down um nazi mr freeze's father and uh, all like that sort of stuff i like that that's a brilliant twist to bring into this story where it's like look batman you you always show yeah. yourself as this good guy this you know fighter for justice and everything even though you break a lot of laws and even though as we found out in this series there's a whole like batman industrial complex that's actually profiting <laughs> off you that you didn't know about to even take it the step further and be like whoa the wayne family fortune and the wayne family splendor may very well be built on the back of nazi science yeah, yeah, I, I love that. How's, I thought that was really great. How's Batman going to take that shit? Uh, yeah, your family was actually in bed with the Nazis. <laughs> oh, he's just going to have like an aneurysm and die. Yeah, just, ah, but I'm good though. <laughs> he's going to stop bleeding from the nose. And <laughs> Why is the world just kicking me in the nuts over and over again? Well, it's funny because this, this series started like in media res. It started in the future. We know that at some point during all of this, Batman does get locked up in Arkham and Napier comes to him because he needs his help for something. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, well, in this issue, uh, Gordon like basically disowns Batman and yeah. says GCPD have nothing to do with him anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to arrest him. Man, th- that's really powerful stuff they're doing with Gordon. Where it's like, you know, how can I claim to fight for truth and justice in the city when it's so corrupt and so mired in sleaze? I have to reach out to a vigilante just to get my job done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's he's beginning to question all this stuff that, like, really he should have questioned a long years ago. ago. That's that's the whole story in a nutshell. It's characters actually saying things and opining on things that fans have joked about forever, where it's like, you know, if Batman was so good, why doesn't he take, like, his advanced Kevlar technology and advanced vehicle technology and give it to normal cops to fight crime? Yeah, yeah, Jack is basically us fans. Yes. He's got, he's got this platform to say, like, I can do all this stuff, and mm-hmm. we can see what, what will happen. Which which is the terrifying thing, because we still don't 100% know if he's good or not, so imagine if they pull that rug out from under us and be like, ah, I was actually fucking with you all along. I kind of have a feeling they're going to do that, but I kind of feel like they won't See, I think as well. Har- I think it'll be the, the twist that they don't do that. See, I think Harley is actually the mastermind behind all of this because she was the one who leaked the video 
of Joker getting beaten up by the police in the first issue and everything, and she's the one who came back to him and pushed him into this direction to try and save the city. I think she's actually the mastermind behind all of this, which is a pretty great twist that, in and of itself. That that actually would be really cool because yeah, it'd be like she she got sick of like this guy just abusing him, abusing her, and just like like getting nowhere with Batman or no one in nowhere in the city. It's just like right, I'm gonna I'm smart. Yeah. I'm gonna come up with this big massive plan, and it's gonna work. And I like seeing a Harley who's smart and driven and has plans, but also, you know, is terribly afflicted with Stockholm Syndrome and loves this horrible guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ba- Batman White Knight is great, everyone. It's five of 12 issues in. If you haven't been reading it, you really should. It's probably one of the best Batman books on the shelf right now. It is. It's a lot better than the mainline Batman book. Yeah, that's true. Which, hey, that's another thing. You know, we can complain about the main Batman book, but that's all right because there's other better choices out there as well. <laughs> Uh, now what else did we have this week? Oh, we had, uh, Avengers, uh, No Surrender, issue number 679. Yeah, we, we, we find out who the challenger is, and his name is literally Challenger. His name is literally Challenger, and you're like, well, that's dumb, until you find out his actually admittedly pretty sad origin of, oh, he had a name, but then he lost it in a game with the Grand Master, and now he's literally playing to try and get his identity back. Yeah, so this guy was meant to be the Grandmaster, or he was, until uh, the Grandmaster that we know uh, came and sort of, like, he didn't cheat, he, like, kind of outplayed him a little bit. Yeah. And and took took his name and took all the power and everything. Well, we see that they were, like, brothers, they were, like, friends and everything, but Grandmaster got greedy, and it's like, "Mm, you know, there can really only be one Grandmaster, so I'm gonna banish you out of time and space, which is interesting, because what happened to Challenger is very similar to what happened to Voyager. Yep, yep. Even even their naming convention, Challenger, Voyager, she looks like she could be one of the elders of the universe. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We also find out where it's like, well, okay, if they're having this game, though, why Earth? That's the Grandmaster cheating. He's like, okay, this was supposed to be a game between just you and me, but I know by taking it to Earth, the Avengers are going to get involved and they could, you know, fuck stuff up for you and make it easier for me to win. Yeah, yeah, as he said, this is like an, a planet that has, like, defeated Thanos multiple times. It changed the very attitude of, of Galactus. Mm-hmm. It, it, it tamed the Phoenix and everything. That it that basically, it's like hard mode, basically, or insanity <laughs> mode. <laughs> when you play in Marvel's Earth, you're playing on hard mode, <laughs> which I think that's great, too. I love the idea that there's this main event where it's like, well, you know, why are the Avengers involved in this? Oh, the villain had no intention of fucking with them. They were just kind of caught in the crossfire of this game between two gods. I like that. Yeah, just because it happened on Earth, the Avengers got involved. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I like the bit with the Lethal Legion, too, that we see that they actually kind of have like a little bit of warrior's pride to them, where they actually congratulate the Avengers on getting a point, and the Avengers are like, points? What the fuck are you talking about? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're actually following these rules, which makes me think, like, are these, like, the actual Lethal Legion and Black Order, or are they, like, like, like programs or, like, like mm. copies that actually have to adhere to these rules? I mean, the Black Order was very much in character, because they weren't gracious in defeat. They were kind of like, go fuck yourself and everything. Yeah. But, like, a couple Lethal Legion members died in other books, so, like, unless Grandmaster stole them from time and space and put them here to be part of the game, which, you know, is not out of the question yeah yeah well we've seen like what what happens to the people who like who like get the point they like go into like these 
like stasis. stones, stasis things. So yeah, maybe he like stole them and he has has them in 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 the wings or something. Well, because he's all about having a collection. Hey, speaking of dead characters who are seemingly mm. dead but are now <laughs> part of the game, we see we find out they don't mention him by name, but it's pretty fucking obvious if you've been following. Uh, Challenger says his ace in the hole because they mention, hey, Challenger, you know your team, you're actually down a member. As to all these other guys, now who, who 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 who's your ace up your sleeve? Who's your special guy? And he's like, oh, someone who understands what it means to be powered by rage as much as me, and it's it's the Hulk. Uh, it's obviously the Hulk because they yeah they do, do that shot of the mount, and then yeah. and that's where the Hulk died. So yeah, <laughs> which is pretty fucking fascinating in its own right. Where I'm like, okay, so the Hulk is Challenger's ace in the hole. How did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, how does that work? Do they bring him back to life? Do they teleport him in from a different time? Or yeah, and then apparently he's going to be staying, isn't he? Because yes. Bruce Banner's coming back. So yes. yeah, how does that work? Well, that's the question too. It's like, okay, was it just the Hulk he saved, or was it the Hulk and Banner? Because in Uncanny, they're like, oh well, mm. the Hand brought the Hulk back and tried to use him as a weapon, but Brother Voodoo put Bruce Banner's soul to rest. Yeah, um, very, very interesting. Wouldn't that be crazy where it's like, oh, we brought the Hulk back, but we didn't bring Banner back? That'd that'd be interesting. Wouldn't but though, though I, I, I would want Banner back, though. I like Banner more. I've always enjoyed Banner. I like the Hulk, but I think yeah. it's Banner who's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Also, as well, we've got that upcoming Infinity event that yes. could um maybe somehow bring him back. Possibly. There's a lot of stuff happening at Marvel right now. In fact, let's let's go over and talk about that, because I also read Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock, number one from this week. Yes, yes. It was a very, very visually interesting book. Yes, I liked the art style quite a bit. Yes, by the the Silver Surfer artist Michael Allred. Yes, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of old-timey Marvel comics, but also with kind of like a new, timey coloring and sheen to it. Yeah, yeah, really cool, and yeah, it's this issue is basically catching people up on who who don't know who Adam Warlock is, and West also is catching catching the character up on what's been happening. Yeah, which is very very necessary. Like I was gonna complain and be like, ah, this is just a catch up, and I'm like, no, no, I actually really needed this, and the character really needed this, <laughs> so yeah, I can see why this was a countdown. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's Jerry Duggan writing, so it's like a continuation from his guardians of the galaxy books where where adam warlock first appeared in there um and yeah it was just yeah just him sort of being set up for this infinity event mm -hmm. uh which required him to go back in time to where kang originally was from which is ancient egypt to yes. find the soul stone in 2017 mm -hmm. uh 2018 yes and he has to take a long way there which means getting um imprisoned in in a tomb <laughs> and getting literally stabbed in the back i thought that was funny yeah yeah, and I like that the tomb they put him in as well looked like his cocoon. Yes, that was also a nice visual touch. Yeah, good good job on the artist for this one. Uh, it, they definitely try and sell the idea that this is very serious. Kang uh, brings Adam Warlock to the end of time, which is where he hangs out. And he's like, no, 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 this this shit is very serious. I, I have seen it. I have viewed it with my own eyes. You know, the, the Infinity Stones, not gems, the Infinity Stones are on the move again, and it will lead to an Infinity Apocalypse if you can't stop it yeah yeah and yeah i found it very interesting that kang is kind of acting like a hero in a way and i, I get it, there's definitely going to be selfish reasons for yeah. it because he wants like the time stone for some reason right well because we don't, he's we don't, if he has the time stone then he truly is the unbridled master of time 
and that can lead to more villainous opportunities for him probably oh of course oh, of course, of course. I, I think they're trying to hit this idea where it's like no, no 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 whoever this bad guy is they imply it's the magus but it could be someone else has already gathered all the infinity stones and because of that every time i tried to send you to the 2018 the old-fashioned way it didn't work and in the end the end of time itself is destroyed going to show that you know whoever has the infinity gauntlet and all the stones now is an omnidirectional threat yeah we we don't really know who it is we they they talk about magus because he has the soul stone yeah uh for when and that's where adam warlock has to go and kill his doppelganger and everything and get it but um yeah kang gets killed by whoever this person is and he's just like literally like like a flash on a wall yeah <laughs> which is really cool um yeah we, we have no idea who it is we, I, i'm guessing it's thanos I mean, maybe with with the movie coming up that would make sense yeah but yeah i'm very excited for this event and i didn't realize like how big it was like in terms of like the the tie-ins and stuff because like daredevil was getting a tie-in black widow's getting a tie-in yeah whenever daredevil gets a tie-in that's usually never a good sign for stuff <laughs> as much as much as i love daredevil he never does well with tie-ins that often like obviously of course people are still gun shy about like Shadowland, but i'm sure that's people just being like no 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 daredevil can't have his own events but he can be involved in events <laughs> yeah and i guess it's their way of showing like no this is going to affect everything yeah from street level to cosmic level to avengers every everyone gets a kick at the can everyone's involved <laughs> if you're a spy if you're a blind lawyer if you're a team of young heroes the infinity event it's everybody <laughs> i actually wonder i wonder if this was supposed to be called infinity apocalypse at some point or if they changed it yeah infinity apocalypse infinity's end or something yeah maybe hmm. maybe yeah, who who knows? Maybe they just called it Infinity just to so it has a bit more association with the movie. Yeah, because if they call it put something else on the end, that people disassociate it with. Didn't, didn't they have another Infinity book as well that was also a big cosmic event? Or am I going crazy? No, no, that was uh, written by Hickman. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just as I think all new, all different Marvel began. I think. Yeah, that was also Marvel. Marvel Now or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was also Thanos and the Inhumans and everything. <laughs> it's funny, Wikipedia is already calling uh, Infinity Countdown a sequel to it, but I don't think it is a sequel. It's not implied that it is. No, it just happens to have the same name. Yeah, because hey, it involves Infinity Stones. Uh, hey, speaking of which, in that same Infinity book, that's also where we first got Thane, Thanos' son. Wouldn't it be fun if yep. it was Thane running around with the Infinity Gauntlet? That'd be a that that'd be really cool because everyone would think it's Thanos. Like you see him, and it's like, oh, it's Thanos, it's Thanos, and then like suddenly, oh shit, he's got inhuman powers. I I remember he had the Phoenix Force powers in the Thanos book. I never finished uh, Lemire's run, so I don't know if he was alive or dead. But then again, he was also hanging out and implied to be stupid Mistress Death, so maybe she brought him back to life. Maybe, and also, I I don't know what the timeline is, but. It, uh, going by Phoenix Resurrection, the Phoenix is actually dead. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I know they, they obviously teased that Avengers 1 million team with the Phoenix. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are they coming back at all? That would be nice. I would like that a lot where it's like, oh, you know, we need a team from the past to come and help us. That'd be pretty cool. Also, too, is that Fallen Celestial, is that part of this as well, too? Because they keep implying that that was a big deal. <laughs> 
Yeah, that we have we we haven't seen that since um, nope. Marvel Legacy, have we? Nope. The only thing yeah. that was really important from Marvel Legacy that kept going was the dissolving of Shield, the return of Wolverine and the Infinity Stones being on the move, and also Loki becoming Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Yeah, so they've still got a couple of things to do. They do. I hope they do them. Because mm. that uh, that would be nice. Hey, uh, speaking of Daredevil, and we were, I read that this week. I read that one before we started. I know your review just went up for it. <laughs> it did, yeah. I was lucky to have that timed when I did. Uh, uh, Muse, the inhuman serial killer with an art gimmick, is going around uh, doing all these loving pop art murals to street-level superheroes, and it's really pissing off Mayor Wilson Fisk. <laughs> where's my mural? Yeah, where's my mural, damn it, I'm mayor. <laughs> and also, because he's an inhuman, it's like inhuman ink, so like they can't get rid of it, even though like uh, Fisk is like, get out there with the sandblasters and get rid of it, damn it. <laughs> it's not working. Uh, we also find out, well, what's his gamble now that he's mayor? He's apparently trying to hire a bunch of like uh, supervillains to like join his cabinet and have like all the important roles all over the city. <laughs> like, hey, Felicia Hardy Black Cat, even though you became a good guy again in Spider-Man and apparently this hasn't caught up yet, how would you like to be the uh, head of education for New York City? <laughs> oh, the perfect. And she's like, perfect. And she's like, oh, I love uh, sculpting young minds. Hey, Hammerhead, how would you like to be the head of the prison system in New York? <laughs> Imagine all the cons you could run. <laughs> and it's like, hey, uh, the owl, how would you like to like take care of the elderly affairs? You're, and, and even he goes, oh, oh, that's that's funny because I'm old, right? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and then then he goes to Diamondback and it's like, hey Diamondback, what what piece of the city would you like to run? I want to be commissioner of police. I want to be police commissioner. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I don't even think we, within in our corrupt power, I don't think we could make you commissioner of police. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening even if you have the vote. <laughs> God, I would love that. I'm Commissioner Diamondback, everybody, and my first order of business crime is legal. <laughs> <laughs> starting today <laughs> oh god but yeah that's that's daredevil daredevil's funny although it's weird he's back to wearing the black costume again out of the blue yeah i don't know if that's like his attempt to go undercover because like daredevil's like the number one most wanted man in new york now with kingpin as mayor i wonder if that's <laughs> his way of trying to hide it where it's like oh if i wear if i wear a black suit they won't know it's me <laughs> Except for the fact that you're wearing a giant red DD on your chest. <laughs> no, I'm not Daredevil. I'm his cousin, Schmer Schmevel. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm that guy. You can trust uh, me. But yeah, uh, D Daredevil was fun. What uh, what did you have this week, Matt? Um, I had Black Bolt issue 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. The series that has continued to go. And now I am actually, I'm not up to date yet, but I have caught the fever. This, this issue, this issue is really good. This issue had uh, Black Bolt and Titania team up to uh, fight Lash, nice. who at the end of last issue kidnapped uh, Blinky and oh, no. to, to took him back to Aurelian, that that ancient inhuman city um, that Lash is sort of lord over, and he wants Black Bolt to sort of kneel to him, kneel before Lash, and um, <laughs> never. <laughs> 
we find out his plan is he's going to release a Terrigen bomb, sort of oh. similar to how how Black Bolt did, except it'll obviously bring about new human, new just, humans, and just like, like in Infinity, yeah, weirdo Inhumans like him. Um, and to do so, he needs to hook Black Bolt up to the machine because it feeds off uh, blood of an Inhuman who became Inhuman before he was born, like. Oh. Um, yeah, like uh, exposed to Terrigen Mist before he was born. Right, the, the, and, the, the, the pre-ordering humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Inhumans that pre-ordered with the DLC and everything. <laughs> the, the Founder Club <laughs> Inhumans, you know, those guys. <laughs> yeah, um, so he, do, he does that, and when he does that, he gets sent, Black Bolt's mind gets sent into, like, the astral plane, and that's where he meets with Medusa, which mm. is really cool because they did, like, like a reverse shot of what happened in in humans judgment day where we saw those two meet it was sort oh, of like nice. the reverse shot of that and it was exactly the same as well which is really cool same art and everything nice. um i like it when they do that yeah and and he gets free and frees blinky and all that and then we find out blinky has something some t- type of power that turns her into the jailer from oh. that prison oh shit <laughs> bring it all full yeah. circle yeah, so somehow Blinky's like the jailer or a jailer. Right. Yeah, she like hulks out into one. It's huh. crazy. I have no idea where the book's going. But I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I, I finally caught the Black Bolt solid in a mid fever, everyone. I did a whole uh, retrospective on the first arc, so I'll definitely have to keep reading now. That's a damn good book. Yeah, it really is. More more power to Solid in a mid and more power to Black Bolt, which, as we mentioned in a previous issue, is apparently not going anywhere. Apparently Marvel Editorial loves it, and they love the idea of a Black Bolt book that sells in the high 10,000s. I'm happy with that. I'll just keep reading it. There you go. So that was that. What was another one I had this week? Oh, do we want to talk about Superman? Let's talk about Superman issue 40. Uh, freaky fish people. Freaky religious fish people were the order of the day in this book. Yes, yes. So uh, Clark gets alerted to like a planet that's undergoing the same kind of stuff that happened to Krypton, the exact same parameters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's it's kind of a coincidence that happened on the anniversary of Krypton's destruction. Yeah. What are the odds? And, of that? and it kind of is, kind of is. Maybe there's something else at work here. Oh, I think um, there has to be. Yeah, but they, they have to go and, and uh, help save the people and sort of warn them. It just so happens the people are like crazy religious fish people. Well, their leaders are at least. They're like, blah, 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 if, if fish god says we are to die, blah, 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 <laughs> then I guess we're just going to have to die. And you're a heretic if you say any different. <laughs> to which Superman's like, uh, I think that's some bullshit, your honor. Uh, I don't think everyone <laughs> wants to die just because you say so. Heretic sees him. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the the people that that like attack him, they do seem like they're possessed or something under mind control or something. Right. Uh, so there probably is some some higher force happening here. But yeah, he meets like Fish Jorel, um, <laughs> a fish scientist <laughs> who is you know an expert in fish science. <laughs> yeah, and and he's they like team up with him to him yeah. and Superboy team up with this fish guy to like help save the the, the planet. It's it's very like old timey science fiction, isn't it? It's very yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But boy, that art! Can we talk about that for a second? Did you didn't like it? Uh, I d- here's the thing: the bodies were fine, the action was fine. It's the weird ghoulish mouths that are the problem. And I'm not even talking about the freaky fish that... people. They're supposed to look like that. 
that's what the artist I can't remember his name, but he's done like a bunch of Superman stuff like that. He, he did like the original like Manchester Black storyline. He right. did did him when he returned and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have like this thing where he makes like every eye look like it has mascara around it and yeah. like big weird grins and like really creepy grins. Every- yeah, he does. Do, I, I have no idea why. They, they need to put this man on a Joker book stat because I think that's what he was born to draw. Everyone looks like the Joker for no reason. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the book was really cool. He did have a kind of similarities with a recent Green Lanterns book, which was very similar mm. in that they had to deal with like a race that wouldn't leave their planet for religious reasons when it was blowing up. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it's going in like a different way than what that story went. Hey, hey, speaking of Green Lantern, Superman even says, man, this seems like more of a job for the Green Lanterns <laughs> than me. It, it really does. But at the same time, it was, it was like a really cool moment for like him and him and John and like him teaching John, like, okay, well in your life, you might come across something like this. So this is how you go about it. You approach the people and you talk to them. You say, take me to your leader. <laughs> yeah. And, and you talk to them and explain what's happening. And then you do Superman stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice learning experience. Even he's even wearing an air mask, even though he doesn't have to, he's like, well, my son might need it. He does have to in this new universe. Oh, really? They've changed because a bunch of people got mad about that in the comment section. They're like, "Oh, why is Superman wearing I, a mask?" Maybe, 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 because I remember they got mad about it in Metal, and I remember they said like in Metal that oh, he just uses it to communicate. But I right. maybe he does. Maybe, maybe he doesn't because I haven't actually seen him in space. Oh wait, yes, no, he doesn't need one because yeah, he d- yeah. When it, in the first couple issues of um, uh, Superman, he was fighting Eradicator on the moon without one. My, my, yeah, he just needs it to communicate. My theory was it's like, oh, well, this is for like a different alien atmosphere, not so much mm-hmm. space. And I don't need it. I'm just teaching John to do it because that's the responsible thing. Because it's like, well, your biology is not 100% like mine. Maybe you do need it. Yeah, really, he, he kind of should when he goes to other planets, just in case. Yeah, I mean, like safety first. Yeah. That's that's the other lesson that Superman is teaching. <laughs> hey, if you if you hit in the dugout, wrap up your Louisville Slugger, son. <laughs> Some of these aliens are dirty. You don't know what you might pick up. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh no problem, son. High five. <laughs> I uh, I have like one other book I read. I'm actually far behind this week. What uh, what do you have left? Uh, I have X-Men Red issue one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Tom Taylor X-Men. Tell me all about it. Yeah. It's really good. If you, if you haven't been reading X-Men, you should definitely read this book. That's the feeling I've been um, getting. Yeah. So Jean Grey is obviously back thanks to Phoenix Resurrection. Um, she returned. She doesn't have her Phoenix powers. She's just normal Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Um, and since she's been in a way, she's sort of decided, well, I'm going to get in touch with the world and see see what's been happening and she realizes there's quite a lot of disdain for mutants and like lots of disdain, stability in the world and everything.